I have pictures of my, my favorite breakfast place. Got my picture taken the day after the draft. We were headed out there on a Saturday morning, and they took the sign down. John Schneider Show on Wyman and Bob every Thursday until draft day. Can I pick the seventh round pick? And he's like, oh, absolutely. And we got around to it and just Julian Elman, and I'm like, sweet, we're going to pick Julian Elman. And he's like, no, I was just kidding, man. With Seahawks general manager John Schneider. We'll be catching up with the Seahawks GM here momentarily, just waiting for him to call in. What's the, what's that saying, Dave? A watched pot never, never boils. boils. Is that what it is? Tell somebody needs to tell that to Lefko. Lefko's just staring down at the phone, just looking at it. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so there it did go. work for Mike. It boiled. The pot boiled, Dave. Yes, it did. There we go. So nice we'll work, Lefko. Catch up with. He, yeah, he, it. he did great things there. <laughs> he did fantastic work. So we'll catch up with the Seahawks GM John Schneider here momentarily. Get his take on everything that went on with the with the draft and decision making and all of that stuff. And he called it, you know, kind of a. What was the term he used? Basically saying there were some weird things that happened or unpredictable. Some random stuff. Random stuff. Well, we'll ask him. He's with us on the Emerald Queen Casino Sportsbook Hotline. He makes his triumphant return to the John Schneider Show. That would be John Schneider. How are you, man? Good. How are we doing? We're we're doing good. How are you doing? Are you? Does it just feel like a giant weight off your shoulders? You can relax now, or are you still uh, you still now you're buried in notes about free agents and other things going on out there. No, all good. Just kind of reviewing the process and, you know, analyzing what we did and and figuring out, you know, best practices along the way, what worked well, what didn't work well. So, uh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, bucket list Kentucky Derby this weekend. Bucket list Kentucky Derby. Hmm. Is the Kentucky Derby. going to the Kentucky Derby. Are you really? Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, never been. It's weird that I didn't get invited, but. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's probably not that weird. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Actually, not. Yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> hey, so let's start at the top, John, with uh, with Devin Witherspoon. Thing I was saying is, I think corner next to quarterback, corner might be the hardest job in the NFL. But uh, you got a good one and a guy who just loves football, and he's a uh, he's a hammer, right? This guy is uh, he he wants to hit people and he wants to he wants to play football. He loves it. No doubt. You know, I, I tried giving it to you guys the other day when we were comparing wide receivers and corners, I guess. But, um, no, I, I, uh, we, we loved them all throughout the process. I think, I think every, everybody did a great job of keeping it in-house. Uh, you know, how excited we were about him uh, throughout the process. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, nationally, it was just kind of like people put him up there and then nobody really talked about him that much. So I, I was just really – we were just really excited as a whole group that – uh he was still available. Um, you know, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but still available. We really didn't know what was going to happen in front of us. So it was very much wide open. But you're talking about a really, really tough, instinctive football player. He loves playing ball. And we had a great visit with him up here. Uh, everybody, the whole the whole staff, the whole building loved him. And really infectious personality. I think you guys are going to um, learn to like him a lot. Well, if you're going to try to secretly, you know, sneak info to us, you're going to have to use smaller words and speak slower because it went right over our heads. We <laughs> we didn't get it, John. So, so uh, okay. hey, uh, as far as you know, taking him there was was that an easy, obvious pick because you still had Jalen Carter there, you still had Tyree Wilson there, and we looked, you know, all the mock drafts we talked about had one of those two players going to you guys at five, you know pretty much every single one of them was it was it much of a debate or when you saw him there you said nope easy that's our guy 
Yeah, really, you know, we had options there to go back. He was a guy that uh, we really just knew that um, if he was there, we weren't going to trade back. So uh, once, once um, you know, the once, once Indy picked, uh, you know, we had a clear-cut idea of, of where we were headed. And, you know, I think everybody in the room just felt a, you know, big sigh of relief. And, you know, we um, – we called off the dogs on the other trades and just went ahead and picked them, and it felt great. So were you thinking at, at any chance there was any chance that somebody would take him before you? Was there, were there any indications that it could have poss- he could have possibly gone in the top three, four? Yeah, there was a lot of, lot of whispers with uh, Arizona, um, you know, that uh, if, they, if they got stuck and didn't get out, that, you know, he was he was one of two players that they were going to take. Mm. So yeah, we were we were we were concerned um, that they couldn't. You know, they might they might get stuck and and just take him. Uh, as far as twenty goes, you guys go with Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was considered the top wide receiver in the draft. Witherspoon considered the top cornerback. And this is the same thing. I guess I would ask you this easy choice there. This is, this is actually a guy, John. And again, I don't know how many mock drafts you paid attention to, but we kept looking at all of them. I did see his name going to you guys at 20 fairly often in some of these drafts, but I'm just curious, was this an easy one or is this an area where you felt like there was more ability to perhaps trade up, trade back, move around? It was, it was an easy decision. There was a decision again, whether or not to, to move back and acquire more picks. Uh, those kind of fell off, and, and, and so it was a easy, to your point, it was an easy decision uh, just because he's plug-and-play. And, uh, you know, with our situation, it, it totally made sense. He's a uh, – when we were at the workout, you know, the Ohio State workout that day, you know, we left to, um, to, to you know, the, the, the building that night, and I was just thinking to myself, like, well, there's no way that guy's going to make it to 20. I mean – he wasn't even supposed to run his 40. He ran his 40, ran 448, 450, um, you know, at 200 pounds and had a really good uh, receiving workout. His short shuttle was crazy at the combine. You know, he jumped, whatever, 37 or whatever at the combine. And, yeah, it was really that that, that pick really was a, uh, you know, we, you know, I mean, <laughs> and, and people are saying it right now, but we really did feel like we took the best corner and the best receiver in the draft. And so, obviously, we felt really, really, Hey, John, I was particularly excited about Derek Hall. And, um, you know, we all have kind of gotten an idea what kind of a, a guy he is and everything and just very inspirational, all that. But specifically, how how do you envision him uh, playing in the defense? Is he up on the line? Is he off the ball? Where Where is he? You know, who's a comp that you have on this team that is it like where Boye Mafe would play? Where would, Where do you use him? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's definitely. He's, he's definitely similar to Boye. You know, he's a guy that you know really carried his team. You know, the the the, um, the program was struggling a little bit, and he was he was the alpha dog there. Uh, you know, you know his story. He's probably one of the more impressive individuals uh, in this draft. It's pretty cool talking to you know um, you know my, my contemporaries now after when we can all you know share information and talk about everything and. You know, to a guy, everybody's like, man, God dang, Derek Hall, he was one of my favorite guys in this draft, just, you know, the person and the competitor. And, yeah, he's heavy, heavy hands-on, uh, uh, natural pass rusher power. Uh, you know, I heard somebody say he's not twitchy. I would not tell him that. He looks pretty dang twitchy to me. Um, and he looks like a Greek god, so I wouldn't say that to, to him. But, uh, <laughs> um, 
you know, like he, he, he the, the thing with him was there, there was a couple things in his game where, um, you know, he's such a well proportioned guy that there was a little bit of tightness to him. And then at his, at his uh, with his play, uh, but then at, at his, at his pro day, he worked out with, with uh, Wooden, his, his uh, teammate. And I'll tell you what, he was bending in the bags and was real flexible and was really, his pro day was really, really impressive. And, uh, yeah, again, you guys are just going to be really impressed with the competitor and the person. So, yeah. So you could tell he worked on that, in other words, that stuff. Yeah, you could tell, yeah. He, you could tell he goes to the gym. He knows where the weight room is. And you could tell that <laughs> he, 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 definitely, he definitely worked on his uh, – uh, you know, his flexibility. Flexibility, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. He's not walking past John going, you know where the weight room is? That's all right. I'll find it. I'll find <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, John, uh, the, the one the one pick last year that maybe you guys took heat on, not for the player, but just for where you took him, was Ken Walker. There's you know, Everybody was like, wow, second round for running back. You can get running backs in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and blah, blah, blah. You guys do it again with Zach Charbonnet. You take a second round running back. And if there's been any criticism of which it's been all praise, I've been giving all these guys the draft grades that I've seen at every website is nothing but A's and A minuses and all that. The only criticism I saw was, boy, they took another running back two years in a row in the second round. What was, uh, give us an idea of what went into that. Yeah. Surprised he was there. We took a baller, you know, we, you know, regardless of position, I know, you know, I've, I've heard very often that you're not supposed to take, you know, running backs at certain spots, you know, last year, Brees Hall and Ken Walker, in my personal opinion, were top 15 players in that draft. Um, and and so, you know, where those two players went last year was surprising to me. Uh, personally, that's not everybody. Um, that's not everybody's opinion. But, uh, you know, also uh, then this year, you incorporate where those guys went last year, and then you look at where Bijan went and then uh, Jameer gives. You know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, I really I thought we were making a decision there between uh, Derek and and, um, and Zach. And so, you know, we went we went defense, pass rusher, you know, uh, and and then uh, came back and, and, and Zach, you know, Zach, you know, still made it to number uh, 52, I believe it was. And, you know, it's a guy that you, you can you, he comes in and he compliments Ken real well. Uh, you know, he's a. You know, a little upright, but really good contact balance, really good feet, really good hands. You know, um, I have a good relationship with Chip. Chip tells me, you know, this guy would have been um, one of their best special teams players if they allowed him to do that. And and uh, you're going to love the person again. You know, he's a he, he's a highly competitive guy. Um, really has his stuff together. Can't wait to get to know him personally a little bit more. All right, humor me here, John. You know, back when uh, real men played in the NFL in the late 80s and, uh, you know, mid-90s, that range there, tell me uh, which one, and this is not asking you to choose, like they're all tough guys, as, as you like to say, hammers, but who's kind of a throwback guy in this draft that you drafted that's uh, that's a battler and, and a guy that, you know, is going to give you the snot bubble down in the – well, I'm kind of yeah, leading you yeah. there, but t- tell me, tell me one guy yeah, who's no, kind no, of a, a tough guy. Yeah, that's that, that's Cam Young. Cam Cam could play, you know, in any you know uh, any decade. Uh, he is a, like we said the other night. He's a grown man. He's you know, uh, while he's not the, the the heaviest guy, he's got really heavy hands. I think he's like 304 pounds or something like that for a nose tackle, but real long, real heavy hands, good instincts. 
And um, when you speak to him, you know, you feel like you're speaking to a 40 year old, you know. So hmm. he's he is uh, he is a real he's a man's man, and and um, you know, or I say a man's man, a grown man um, that you would never mess with. Uh, you know, uh, I met him at the at the Senior Bowl with his agent, and uh, you know, I, I told him a funny story. I told him I said, hey, you know. Hey, great job with our interview. Our guys were really, really impressed with you uh, this evening in the room. You know, they texted me afterwards, and he looked at me like, like, great. Like, so what? Like, who are you? you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So, yeah, he's um, – I think you guys are going to like him a lot. He, he's awesome. Hey, John, so you guys trade out of the third round. You trade with the Broncos, and, and you move out of the third round. Is that just a matter of – your your ranking of players like all right none of none of the players we have ranked fit in the third round at this point so let's get out of it or what what leads to that move yeah we had an upset right right in there we had a player we were getting ready to take and and um that player was selected and that happens and that happened to us a couple times um but you know hey you gotta you gotta be able to like we talked about before the draft you have to be pliable and, and and be ready to move and and you know um you know, thankfully Willie Willie did a great job. You know, working with with the Broncos, and we had an option to go back. We one of our goals going in was to uh, to acquire more picks uh, or to acquire some picks for next year's draft. Next year's draft sheer numbers is supposed to be heavier uh, than than this year's draft, um, more similar to the 2022 draft. So uh, that was a goal of ours, and you know he did a great job communicating with those guys and. Um, you know, got the offer and, and, um, you know, we went back and forth a little bit and then it was, uh, you know, it was just a real smart move in my opinion and to be able to get out of there. Hey, uh, John, tell us about just the, the guys at the end, you know, Jarek Reed and Kenny McIntosh, you got to have, you know, the same amount of discipline of picking players and everything as you do in, in the fifth round, as you do in the sixth round and the first round. But, uh, tell us how Jarek Reed and Kenny McIntosh kind of fell, fell into place for you. Yeah, Jarek. So Jarek was a. Uh, he was kind of like one of those. You know what you hear about people say is like late risers or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from New Mexico. Um, and I, uh, Ryan Florence, who, who uh, scouts scouts the area for us, who was one of his favorite players. Uh, you know, we have we have guys that you know um, the scouts have. You know, we call them conviction guys, and you know this was was one of his top conviction guys in his area, and uh, we had him in for a visit. Um, yeah, kind of an angry little elf, you know, from that guy says that in elf. I asked him in the I asked him in the visit, I was like, uh, hey man, are you okay? He came in for the thirty visit, are you all right? He's like, Yeah, why? I'm like, you play like you're an angry elf out there, man. You're you're aggressive out there, man. Like, you're mad at somebody. He's like, Hey, that's the way I play the game, boss, you know. So uh yeah, it was uh it, it, it was He's got a ton of range, uh, a ton of range, uh, uh, position versatility. Uh, really intense, really intense dude from KJ's hometown, Olive Branch, and That's right. uh, yeah, we're really, we're really excited with him. Kenny McIntosh, you know, did not have a great spring in terms of testing, but he's just a football player, uh, a real wise man that, that helped raise me in this league. Told me one day, you're a chance to take an SEC running back, you got to go for it, and. To have him still sitting there uh, that late, you know, 237 is uh, is, is really mind blowing, and and uh, so that that really, you know, you're you're you're, in, you're getting into free agency, trying to figure out who the guys that are going to get be highly paid, and 
probably sought after after in rookie free agency. Obviously, Kenny, you know, had to be one of those guys. Um, so we were like, hey, let's just we, we got we just take the best player here and and to put him to his skill set at his skill set with with Ken and and DJ and and Zach. It's gonna be a really really fun group to watch. An angry little elf. I like that, uh, John. So, hey, just yeah, well, that's from the movie Elf. That is oh yeah, elf. oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, yeah. yeah. that one. Yeah. Talking to Peter Dinklage, I remember. Um, hey, mm-hmm. it, 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 as far as um, Kenny McIntosh goes, we were we were watching. We played the audio from your call with him, and I mean, he was sobbing on the phone, yeah. and that's. That that is so cool for me to see that to see how much this means to to players out there and I've got to imagine is is that not one of the cooler parts of your job is to just hear that um, that joy that you just brought to somebody with that phone call. It really really is it's a, it's a it's a huge huge blessing man because you know you have moments where you have you know really ugly days where you have to make really ugly decisions and that's part of the job but. You know, being able to call these guys and say, "Hey, look, there's, but there is so much manpower, so many hours, uh, so many resources that go into these decisions, and you know, it's it's a really, really cool day for these guys, and you know, uh, and their families, and you know, you could see it, you know, seeing the video later on with Kenny and his family, you know, you know, honestly, if you would have told me, you know, he would have been gone in the third round, I wouldn't have blinked an eye, and so. You know, I can imagine that he's thinking to himself, you know, um, you know, try to put yourself in, in his position and, and the way he's thinking about, um, you know, w- how the draft is unfolding is, is uh, you know, it, it had to be a tough, tough couple of days there, you know. Hey, uh, John, so not without going through all of them, but, you know, one of the, the big things you, you've done is sign some undrafted free agents, guys like Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse. Um, any uh, any. A couple of names there that of guys you signed that that st- stand out to you. Oh yeah, we have, it, it was a really cool group. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, probably probably Bobo from UCLA that people would know out here. Um, you know, six five guy didn't run as as well as he wanted to, but you know, Duke transfer. Uh, you know, again, Chip told me he would have been one of their better special teams players. Um, David Cutcliffe and, and, and Chip referred to him as, as one of the best uh, practice players they've ever been around. And, yeah, I think it's be really interesting his, just to watch his skill set um, as it, as it you know, as it uh, see how that fits in with, with our current group. I think, you know, there's a whole – I mean, we signed 26 guys, so and we're going to have a whole bunch of guys in for the, uh, for the rookie minicamp, uh, not this weekend, the following weekend. So – yeah, I think it's 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 going to be a it's going to be really interesting to see see all these guys in person and um, but yeah, he'd be the one guy that if he was drafted, I think people would have been like, oh wow, yeah, I got that guy, I know who he is, and yeah, he's a he's a he's a big time competitor. Excited for the weekend though, and I, I gotta say, just really thankful to everybody you know that, that throughout this process. I know you guys have talked to you guys about it, but you know all the docs and the trainers and the video guys and. You know, obviously the scouts and the coaches jumping in after the season and everything. It's it's such a huge process, and I'm just really, really proud of and thankful. You know, with everybody, um, everybody that contributes. You know, Georgian Security, Dave Pearson at PR. It's just been a really, it's been a really, you know, it's been a really great year. Um, and, and as we keep like trying to, um, you know, improve our process. 
Hey, John, what, one guy that we've uh, spent some time talking about, and I want to get your take on him, is your your center, Oluwatimi. I guess it's Olu Oluwatimi. Uh, this is a guy who, you know, he wins the Outland Award Trophy. He wins the Remington Award Trophy. You know, he's got all the accolades that an interior lineman, a center, could possibly want. And yet he's he lasts until the fifth round. And I'm not watching Michigan games every weekend, so I'm not sure what the story is. It was why why do you think he fell to you guys there? It seems like, and I had somebody, one of the articles I, I sent last night was, uh, he was, I, the writer said, that's the steal of the draft, was Timmy. So seemed like he was yeah, just as confused. Yeah, yeah, reflection of the position, I would say. And then that position um, is, is, you know, there's, there's particulars, uh, you know, characteristics within that position that, you know, people value different than others. Um, and so, you know, he was to be able to select those two guys from Michigan right there was a really, that was one of the more fun parts of, of the weekend for us. Uh, you know, Mike, Mike Morris is, you know, you know, big, long guy that, you know, what, six, five and can change and, you know, long arms and everything. And, 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 you know, really active, really good hands. And, and he was, he was a stand up outside linebacker, like two eighty ish. And then. Uh, you know, tried dropping weight to, to run fast and, you know, put up all the, you know, all the workout numbers and the combine numbers and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it didn't go his way. So, you know, uh, have a good relationship with his agent, Mike McCartney. And, you know, he basically told me that they're going to, uh, you know, he's going to put weight back on and, and uh, you know, he's going to, uh, you know, so I, I guess Saturday morning he sent me a, a video getting on the scale at he's 295. And, and um, so, He's going to be a defensive end, and let's go. And then, and then coming back and with Olu, and uh, you know, I mean, just steady Eddie goes into a big time program, coming from Virginia, going into you know Michigan with a lot of expectations for their season, and uh, is named the captain right away when he gets there. Incredibly smart, tough, reliable guy. You can't move him, and he, he's a great competitor. Just really, really, really exciting part of the draft for us. I know. In the fifth round, that seems weird for people, but it was a really great time. John, it's uh, it's been so much fun talking to you each and every week, and I'm glad we got a chance to talk to you post-draft to get your thoughts, and I know the fans love it, and uh, we've, like I said, we've really enjoyed it. So we, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thanks so much for that. And good stuff. It's been fun, guys. Take care. We'll miss you. <laughs> <laughs> See you, John. <laughs> Come back on. Okay. All right. (laughs) Hear Wyman and Bob every afternoon, 2 to 7.